0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Jamie Star Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. So my guest today was introduced to the world when she was 18 years old on the hit show 90 Day Fiancé when she was engaged to her now husband David. After her journey with that show came to an end, she went on to do ABC's American Idol. My guest today is Evelyn Cormer. To start off, what made you want to try out for Idol?
1: um so the crazy thing is that i never wanted to do american idol like that was kind of like the scariest thing that i could imagine doing as an artist just like being judged there's a lot of pressure you're competing i was like i never want to do that it's crazy who would do that to themselves and then um i just guess just growing up people would be like evelyn audition for american Idol. do it do it do it and i would always say you know what, if it's meant to happen, God will send it to my door. And they're like, well, that's not how American Idol works. And I said, guess I'm not doing American Idol. And so I'm not even kidding. Somebody, a casting director DM'd me, like a, ca- a talent scout DM'd oh, wow. me on Instagram and said, would you be interested in a private audition um, for American Idol in New York City? And I guess like, wow, this literally just dropped in my lap and... I've got to follow it through. And that's kind of how it happened.
0: Uh, Have you always been a fan of the show? Like, did you watch it growing up?
1: Um, I knew of it. I didn't really watch it, though. I mean, like, I, I think the last season that I kind of watched at all was the season where David Archuleta won. I watched that (laughs) season. I
0: remember that that season.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: What was it like performing in front of Lionel, Katie and Luke every week?
1: uh it was definitely very nerve-wracking but you know what they did such a good job of making you feel comfortable in front of them uh i never felt like i I don't know i the first time was obviously very scary but i never felt like they were going to say something discouraging or make me want to quit singing altogether like they were always so encouraging to everybody no matter what they had to say
0: was it nerve-wracking performing post your audition, since Katie spoke so highly of your voice, like, from performance one?
1: Yeah, I mean, it kind of sets the bar high as far as, like, okay, how do you, like, you have to keep topping your last performance? What does that even mean? But ultimately, you know, I just had to reconcile I am gonna sing what I sing, I'm gonna do as you know, the best job that I can do, and that's as much as I can give.
0: So the original Chris Isaac song that you sang at your audition, you actually got to sing with him. Yeah. So what was it like performing your original audition song with Chris Isaac on the show?
1: Um, it was really like it was incredible because I've loved that song since I was probably fifteen or sixteen years old. But since the first time I heard it and I was playing it out all the time at restaurants with my dad and my brother. And, you know, to go in that with my audition song, and then to be told that I was going to be doing that duet with him was just absolutely crazy. And it was a dream come true. My parents got to see it happen. My parents were fans of him in the 90s. Uh, And then he was such a down-to-earth, chill guy. And he actually invited me when he was touring through the Northeast to have me open for him a couple times, which is pretty awesome.
0: Oh, my God. That's so cool. Did you do it?
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. I did it for him. I did one I did one show with him in New Jersey and then one show in New Hampshire.
0: That's so cool. Oh my god, that's amazing. How long So, you also were on 90 Day Fiancé before Idol. Right. So, how long did it take you to adjust uh for the the for the cuz like the cameras are following you around like all the time. So, was it a big adjustment and how long did it take you to adjust?
1: Um, you know, it wasn't It wasn't that weird. I mean, like, it's weird, obviously, to be, like, filmed all the time. But I think you get used to it pretty quick. And especially if you get to know the crew, like, if you choose to, like, befriend them, and a lot of them are really friendly and really cool people, you kind of get comfortable with all those people. Yeah. And a of you are following you around. And it doesn't happen, like, um, it doesn't happen nonstop. Like, you might have, like, a few days where you're shooting, like, 13-hour days, but then you have another week off or whatever. Oh. So it wasn't like all the time, every single day, which probably helped with like your sanity. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that wasn't the hardest part. The hardest part was, you know, the um, reaction of all that like hitting the the screen and you know, all the people who mm-hmm. watch it and comment and yeah. It's fun.
0: Do you think your ninety days went by fast or slow?
1: I think that they went by fast actually because you're really in this crunch time where you're planning your wedding like you're, once your visa approved and your fiance um you know comes to the states you legally have 90 days to get married or else they have to go back to their country and so when David's visa was approved he flew over from Spain we literally had to plan our wedding in that time frame and, and It was stressful but i think the stress and i think the excitement of being on tv and all that crazy stuff definitely made it go by faster
0: yeah did you ever see yourself being featured on not one but two reality tv shows
1: (laughs) um no i never really thought like i always thought that i would do something kind of fun or something crazy um but i guess looking back if I had told like if I were to tell my younger self that I would have been like you're crazy that's just no way
0: yeah what did you enjoy most about your journey with 90 day fiance
1: um I think it was just really I, I honestly think it was getting comfortable with people who have never met me having opinions about me oh, wow. because it gets so like with 90 day the fan base is so intense and it's, there's a lot of hate, there's a lot of negativity and it's kind of like, you know, they attack you from every angle and every social media platform and every little insecurity or whatever, you know what I mean? Like that's all fair game to Mm -hmm. them. And I think, you know, I started dealing with that at 18 years old and that's kind of, that's hard to, yeah. Especially at 18. Yeah. At 18 is when it started. And so, but that's the best part is because by the time I got to American Idol, I didn't care what the haters were saying. The other contestants on American Idol were experiencing their first wave of negative yeah. comments. They were, like, they were crumbling and falling apart. And I'm like, guys, like I was trying to help them as best that I could. And I felt I felt confident in myself to not let the negativity bother me anymore.
0: Right, so yeah. it prepared me. Have you watched 90 Day Fiance since you've been on? Have you watched <laughs> any of the episodes?
1: Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, I actually was just hanging out with David and Annie though, and they put on an episode of Pillow Talk that we watched with them from when they were on recently. Uh, But as far as, like, I haven't really kept up with the show. Uh, They're constantly pumping stuff out all the time, though. Oh, my
0: God, there's, like, spinoffs upon spinoffs now. I know. It's, like, before the 90 days, after the 90 days, now there's this new thing on Discovery+. Plus, I saw when I was watching, what was I watching? I think I was watching Unexpected the other night, and I saw, like, something for, like, uh, another new 90 Day Fiancé show. So besides that, you also have some personal music that you've been working on. So how would you describe your personal, your, the genre of your personal music that you have been working on and releasing?
1: Yeah, um, definitely folk, folk alternative, indie folk. That's kind of my niche. I'm definitely into a lot of like 70s music, 90s music, very acoustic uh alternative music just because i that's what i love to listen to that's what i love to make i'm constantly writing on you know with my acoustic guitar sometimes Mm -hmm. i'll have my brother join me and he'll come up with a piano piece but i definitely have a thing for like i love the real instrument sounds i love the raw feeling of vocals from like 1970s music and i try to emulate that in my own work
0: what's the best part about performing your music in front of an audience
1: I think it's the energy because it's there's one thing and that's one thing that i really missed out on this year is the uh just the real energizing feeling of when you're performing in front of a live audience of people who are like watching you and they're listening to you and you know depending on you know the kind of crowd if it's like your show they most likely know your own music too and it's this real amazing feeling that it really i've never experienced it outside of a show either it's like mm-hmm. it's in the moment of the show the, the energy you're feeding off of the crowd like a crowd like an american idol that's like wild you're feeding off of that mm-hmm. and you know they're helping you perform better and feel in the mood and i don't know it's just there's something really really cool
0: do you ever see yourself branching out and trying out different other different genres of music like throughout as years go on
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely am doing that. I've done some pop stuff this year. I've also been collaborating, not that anything's been released yet. I've been collaborating with artists who are doing, like, um, I don't even know what they would call it. It's, like, club music, like, very... Like,
0: electronic um, dancey kind of stuff?
1: Yeah, so I've been, like, top-lining at, like, writing lyrics and creating melodies that go over their beats and stuff. So they send me over these beats and these... um, you know, these little mixes of whatnot, and I just kind of come up with my thing. We haven't released them yet, but they're coming soon this year. Cool.
0: Who are some of your musical influences?
1: Oh, uh, The Cranberries, uh, Crowded House, Dinosaur Jr., The Cure. I love Lana Del Rey. Those are just like a handful of people that I really love and have inspired me.
0: Uh, what are some of the songs that have been on your playlist recently besides your own music?
1: Ooh, okay. This is pretty revealing and it's a little embarrassing, but I'm gonna let it shine. So, I'm like a huge closeted fan of Twilight and the Twilight Saga. Like, huge fan. I, I'm i addicted to Twilight. So, mm-hmm. I look to the Twilight soundtracks a lot and I think one of my most listened to songs of 2020 is a song called Rosalind from like Bon Iver uh, from the New Moon soundtrack. That's,
0: like, one most listened to songs this year. Oh, wow. I just saw Twilight Over Quarantine for the first time. Seriously? Yeah, I w- so I'm only 19, so when the first Twilight movie came out, I was, like, 9 or 10, so I was still really young to, like, watch it, so I watched it for the first time over quarantine just to see what, like, the hype was about.
1: ones when they came out I don't think my parents allowed me too but then when I was a little bit older the last ones were still coming out and so that's when I read all the books and I just remember going into the theaters and seeing the last Twilight movie with the audience and I literally felt like I was experiencing some historical event I, it felt amazing
0: mm-hmm. yeah because it was such like a success like back when all of those movies kept coming out. And I remember, like, people were going crazy and, like, at my school, like, for, like, the older kids. I remember I was, I was like, only in elementary school and I went to, like, a school where, like, a K-8 school. They had, like, yeah. posters for, like, the older kids, like, New Twilight. Yeah. S- yep. So, like, yeah. Oh, my God, I can't believe those movies are that older honey. That's crazy. No, I think
1: they just had, like, might be. I think it's over 10 years now. It's pretty
0: crazy. Yeah, I remember I watched the first one over quarantine and then I watched... The last, like, one and a half. Like, I watched the first part of Breaking Dawn. And then I turned it off right after she give uh, she gives birth. And then, because it was very graphic. and So I turned yep. it off and I uh, turned on something else. And then I watched the second half. Like, the first <laughs> three quarters yes. of the second one. Yeah. No, I Dawn. think
1: every Twilight fan will tell you Breaking Dawn Part 1 is... The movie that you watch for context... It's not the one that you're like, ooh, I got a hankering to watch Breaking Down Part One. Never, never.
0: I was shocked at how graphic it was.
1: It's pretty frightening. I think they even had like seizure warnings for people with like epilepsy and stuff at the theaters because of like the um, birth scene was so graphic and like flashing lights and things. It was crazy.
0: Oh my God, I did not expect that. When that scene happened, I'm like, oh my God, what did I, I thought i changed the channel on accident.
1: Now it's, that was in fire.
0: It's yeah. crazy. So <laughs> how have you kept busy in quarantine?
1: You know, I have kept super busy. I've actually finished writing my first novel and I'm going <gasps> to be publishing um in this coming year. And so I've had a lot of time to work on that and becoming a better writer, reading a lot of books on that. Um, And I've also been hired to write a soundtrack for an indie film. So I've been doing that. That's so uh, cool. Yeah, just lots of little projects. I'm gonna be uh, produce. I'm not producing it. I'm gonna be writing an album um in February in Georgia, which will be pretty crazy. Uh, but yeah. So I mean, I've been pretty busy. I've de- done a lot of you know writing new music and remote recording and all that stuff.
0: What have What were some of the best parts about growing up in New Hampshire?
1: Um, I think just the the culture. I really think it's the culture because the culture, the nature, the history, I'm a huge like early American history fan and you really can't go anywhere in New Hampshire, New England even that, you know, there's not a plaque somewhere saying George Washington may have stayed in this tavern. And he's like, wow, that's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, I love, I just love being amongst all this stuff that's very historical. I love reading about it. And I love the weather here. I Some people hate it. Some people can't do it. But I love the snow. I love the fall. Everything.
0: Yeah, I haven't gone up that far in the... Up there yet. Like, in terms of, like, mm-hmm. the... We're in New England. I, the the farthest I've gone up is New York.
1: Right. And New York's not even part of New England.
0: Oh, my God. Seriously? I'm so stupid.
1: No, it's, it's like, right... People make that mistake all the time. And only new Englanders will tell you that it's not it's not but it, it's not but people say it is
0: I just remember learning about the Appalachian Mountains when I was like in elementary school
1: yeah no it's there's a lot I think there's a lot to do up here uh in the winter time if you're coming up here you better be a skier I'm not a skier I used to yeah, do country, but that's kind of like one of the main attractions in the winter time here so
0: what is a fun fact that not a lot of people know about you
1: um, well, I would say that I'm a writer as well. I'm a creative writer. I uh, About two and a half years ago, I started um, getting serious about it. And like I said, I just finished writing my first novel. It's a historical fiction, and it's being edited right now. I'm hoping to publish it in the coming year. Uh, and that's something that I'm doing a lot of. So I have multiple books in the works, not just the one that's done. But yeah, that's like a huge part of me that not a lot of people know about.
0: What's something that makes you
1: laugh? Um. Okay, my dog. And it's kind of my parents' dog because he's absolutely gorgeous, but he has these eyes that literally go, like, one's looking this, like, look, complete opposite directions. Like, they're both going to the side. It, he's kind of an interesting-looking dog. My husband thinks he's completely ugly, but we all think he's just a beautiful angel.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I know the feel i have three dogs i don't know if you heard them barking like five minutes ago but no i have three and they're one's crazier than the next No dog make me laugh i love dogs my i have one that's in is he in eight months nine months something like that and <laughs> he like if you talk to him he goes like this <laughs> like he like full-on like shakes his head and it's hilarious when he does it because he has like a like he has a little personality
1: I don't know if you've ever seen, uh, have you ever seen the regular show?
0: Of 90 Day, what, the regular show? I'm so confused.
1: Regular show on Cartoon Network. No. Okay, I was going to say, because I feel like people have different sayings and things that they say to their dog, that their dog kind of understands the commands. And there was this one scene in this cartoon that they talked about this um, macaroni party, and taking naps, and so we literally will tell our dogs macaroni party, and they'll know it means nap time, like, go to bed, like, upstairs, they'll immediately, like, race to the bed. That's
0: amazing. <laughs> My doctors, like, sit calm, right. here, <laughs> down, <laughs> typical. Unless you want them to stop barking, then they'll, we go, we yell at them and say shut up, but that's very rare.
1: Then they know, yeah, they, they know the cue.
0: What is something you would like to accomplish that you have yet to do?
1: Hmm. I would love to hit one million streams on um, on my single, In the Garden. I think that that would be really awesome. It's one of my – it's really special and close to my heart because when I wrote it, I couldn't record it right away because I didn't have the money for it. I wanted to really do something special with the production – and when I wrote it, it's a wedding song. And I thought, like, I pictured brides, like, walking down the aisle to it and, you know, people dancing to it at weddings. And and I was finally able to record it. It was fan-funded. And I can't tell you, like, I've had a handful of brides send me videos of them walking down the aisle to my song and dancing to it for their first dance. And it's just so amazing to oh see God, that. So cool. I'd love to have that song heard more and hit that uh, milestone of a million streams.
0: Oh my god, that is so cool. This has been Evelyn Cormer from 90 Day Fiancé and American Idol. I will see you on Friday with American Idol alumni Shannon McGreen.